Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 263 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Trina Corbett. Trina lives in Somerton, South Carolina, and she is a pharmacist, and we just discovered that she went to the same college at the University of South Carolina, the College of Pharmacy that Chad went to for his medicinal chemistry degree, and he had the set, one of the same teachers, so we have a lot in common. So welcome, Trina. Thank you so much. I'm so excited, so excited to be here. People may not understand, Chad taught organic chemistry for a lot of years, but his degree is medicinal chemistry, his PhD, and you get that through the School of Pharmacy. I tell you what. It's like a farm D. I I guess I think he has a farm D, not a PhD. I think I always say PhD, but that's what I have farm D. Yeah. He has a farm D. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. It could be (laughs) 
it came through the school of pharmacy. That's all I know. That's right. He's not he's not qualified to be a pharmacist. <laughs> he makes the drugs. He's the first step on the process. You're the last step on the process. Yes. Yes. I think it would be really interesting. You probably know a lot of things about drugs that the rest of us would be shocked to know. <laughs> it, well, the day in and day out things, the more things you dispense, you're more familiar with those things. So, yeah. Well, Chad knows a lot and he's always like, I would come home from the doctor. He's like, no, no, don't take that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to have to call your doctor back. I'm mm-hmm. like, what? And it's like, okay, but I would trusted him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really nice to talk to you today. And you know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Okay, so this is great. So August the 28th of 2021 is when I started. So probably the 26th or 27th, my husband had been struggling with blood sugar. I was in the kitchen, he was in the den, and I saw him slam his computer shut and said, I'm going to start intermittent fasting. And I said, what is that? And he said, because he's never had an issue with weight or health or anything. He's, I mean, when I met him, he was 135 pounds soaking wet. Wow. Just never had an issue. That right? sounds like Chad. Yeah. So I hate him. So, <laughs> so he said, I'm struggling with my blood sugar and I don't want to take metformin because he had been taking metformin. And I, I mean, you know, my line of work, I know the, the side effects and just the long term. And I sometimes feel like I'm in the wrong profession because this appeal's not the answer for everything. And so I said, okay. So I said, what does that mean? He said, well, I think from, I'm not going to eat except between 12 noon and 8 p.m. And according to what I'm reading online, this should really help my blood sugar. Now, what was he struggling with? What was his blood sugar doing? Was it too high or was it crashing? It was too high. Like his dad was borderline diabetic. And I went over there one night with Jason. We took the monitor and I showed him how to check his blood sugar. And, um, And I said, well, let me just show you on Jason. So I took Jason's blood sugar and I picked up the monitor and I said, Jason, you need to go to the doctor. It was well <laughs> over 200. Oh no. Yeah, and it wasn't high. a fasting. I mean, it, but still you should, your blood sugar shouldn't be that high, even not fasting. So he went and he got on that. And he never had any weight tr- troubles or he didn't, he didn't know he was having high blood sugars. That's right. He would not have known had I not checked his blood sugar that night, was not having any other symptoms. So that night, being that I had a commute, I was like, I want to learn more about this. So I went to my podcasts and I typed in intermittent fasting and yours and Melanie Avalon's, the intermittent fasting podcast came up and I dialed back to try to find episode one. I've learned that 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 got lost. So I went to episode two (laughs) Right. and I listened to it all the way to work. I have a 50 minute commute. And then on the way back, I finished listening to it. And then I said, because I listened to both y'all, y'all had such great things. And I said, I'm going to look up, that might've been a Friday. I don't remember, but I had a moment to Google Jen Stevens and I started reading about you. And I was like, I like her teaching style. I think I could learn a lot from her. She's putting it on the shelf where I can reach it. So from there, I went to Hoopla. I don't know if you ever check out library books through Hoopla. I actually don't, but I totally should. Yeah, just, I mean, I had to go and update my library card, but your book, Fast Feast Repeat, was in the library for me to check out for free audio. So I plugged it in and I started listening. And the funniest thing was, and it was like I was talking to you, is you got to a part in the book and you said, 
okay, this is what you have to do. You have to do the clean fast. And in my mind, I was already thinking through this and you said, but you cannot have creamer in your coffee. And I was like, in my car, what? I mean, that's like the only thing that brought me joy and happiness right, in my right, life. Was right. I hear that so often. <laughs> Jen, are you trying to make me sad? Because creamer is the only th- I love it. It makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I did, but like in my mind, you know, when you get when you hear, okay, this is the thing. I mean, I was just all in from that moment. I mean, I'm I think that morning after I had just listened to you, Melanie, and maybe I had listened to part of the book and I had a little bit of, I had some advice from a friend who said, if you just do 50 calories, it's not breaking your fast. We all know that's a big fat lie. I wonder who made that up, like literally where that came from. Like I have never found the origin of that statement. The people who still wanted to collect money from people who wanted to intermittent fast. That's all I can I guess. But I mean, literally, if you think about that, you could eat like, you know, 50 calories of pizza every two hours. I mean, does that sound like fasting? No, it does not. No. And if you went to go have fasted blood work at the doctor's office or if you had surgery, you're like, well, I just had 50 calories of pizza. That's okay, right? I mean, no, it's not. That's <laughs> so a funny. great way to put it. Well, that's yeah. what I always say when people are like, but what about milk? What about this? What about that? I'm like, if you were having fasted blood work, would that be okay? Like, I actually said that to the person when I was getting fasted blood work a, a couple months ago. Cause she's like, well, I kind of do it, but I do put a little bit of cream in my coffee. And that was how she got it. She was like, oh, you're right. I'm like, see? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it really did take me eight to 10 coffees to try because here's what I also learned. Now you're going to be tasting your coffee and not just like, you know, I feel like creamer is probably like dressing that you smear over a salad. You can't taste the salad. You're just tasting the dressing. Well, there's like some meme out there where it's like a girl in a car and her name's Rebecca and she's drinking like this frappuccino thing, something or other. And she's like, I love coffee. And then the meme says, no, Rebecca, you like dessert. That's dessert. Right. And that's yeah. okay. Just be, just call it what it is. Yeah. A hot milkshake. So, we know it. That's, yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what we know. So you heard that in your car, you're on your 50 minute commute and you're like, oh, got to stop the Kramer. But that didn't stop you from doing it. No, it really didn't. And I will say this because I, then I, you know, we Google everything, right? Right. Best coffee. So like counterculture, I asked my brother, who's a coffee snob, counterculture coffee, look them up on Instagram and they communicated back with me. I was like, all right, I need a good tasting black coffee. I'm moving to black coffee. It's a sure thing. What do you recommend? I tried a couple of different ones, settled on. They have one called Big Trouble. I Even, like the sound of that. Isn't it? Hilarious. Yes. And, Big and when trouble. you order it, they just, and I'm sure a lot of other companies do this. They roast it when you order it. Oh, I love that. And that's when you, like when I get it, I'm like, oh, look at the date. It was roasted two days ago. And what is the, what is the roast? Is it a dark roast, a mild it, roast? It's a medium. Okay. It's a medium roast. But yeah. It's, it's, See, I like a beans. dark, dark roast. For whatever reason, a dark roast, I like Does the most. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's different. You got to try. If you think you don't like coffee, try different roasts until you find the one you like. Yes. And, and, and no offense to grocery stores, because thank God we have them, but that is not where you're going to want to buy coffee to drink black. You have no what It's not single source. You don't know when it was roasted. You don't know if it's stale. Anyway. I learned a lot that is, about that's really That's really true. Chad and I went to Charleston to a coffee importer, I guess, last month. And they taught us a lot about the coffee. And we're, we tried a bunch of different – we did a cupping, they call it. 
It was right there there in in downtown Charleston. Charleston. Yeah. It's a company that sells, they import coffee. They're a coffee importer. What's the name of them? Oh my God. Oh, I can't remember. I'll have to think about that. I'll let you know. It's it's not like a public thing. We're like trying to learn about coffee. I got you. I'll tell you more why later. Okay, good. Anyway. I'll be listening. (laughs) (laughs) We were learning about coffee, but we did learn a whole lot and just how different all the different coffees are, like coffee from Africa versus coffee from this South American country. I mean, they're different. It was really, really interesting. Mm. They all had such a different taste. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, see, I would love that. Like, I'm not into wine. Uh, Mm -hmm. It just all tastes terrible. But I would love a coffee tasting, especially when you're you're out of the, since it's been so long since I've had a creamer in it, that's not even a memory in my mouth anymore, you know? So I did learn something very interesting that I can share with you. And probably the audience will think this is interesting too. Let's say somebody, I'm just going to make up a name, Folgers. I don't know. (laughs) You know, let's say people drink Folgers and they've always had it their whole life and they like Folgers. That's the taste they like. They can't guarantee like the beans are going to taste the same from any location season to season because it varies based on the weather. I mean, rainfall, the sun, I mean... It always is different. So what they have to do is they have their flavor profile, and there are people who are trained in that flavor profile. Like people know what Folgers is supposed to be, and they're they're flavor experts, and they have to blend. So like it's all different. So like this bag of Folgers versus last year's bag of Folgers, it might have completely different ratios of beans, but they blend them until they get that exact flavor profile. And I just thought that was so interesting. That's why, you know, higher quality coffees that are single origin, whatever, one one type of, it's going to vary. Right. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, now you know. I learned now something. Now I know. <laughs> the teacher and me can't stop. <laughs> I love it. Listen, teach me all day long. <laughs> so you, you adjusted to the black coffee about maybe like 10 cups in. Is that what it took? Yes, it did take about a week. And I, and in fact, my pastor's wife, she had asked me a couple of questions about intermittent fasting and then the whole coffee thing. And she came to me and she's like, the coffee will be the death of me. And I was like, Tammy, let me tell you. And I told her about what I tried. I said, try this one, just see. And about a week later, she goes, oh, that has saved my life. That has really, you know, good coffee just makes a difference. You're going to have to say the name of it again, because now there's people who are listening who are like, oh, "Oh my God, what did she say? You said (laughs) counterculture coffee, the big trouble. That's what she liked. Yeah, Big Trouble is my favorite. Yeah, We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium, and specifically, Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency, and in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by Bioptimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. 
Green Chef is the number one meal kit for clean eating, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, responsibly sourced proteins, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that fit in beautifully to my cleanish lifestyle, and the food is totally window-worthy. Tonight, we're having barbecue sweet potato tacos with cabbage and carrot slaw, black beans, corn, and cheesy tortillas, and they come with Green Chef's chimichurri sauce. So good. Go to greenchef.com slash ifstories50 and use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash ifstories50. And don't forget to use the promo code ifstories50 to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Yep. But you really and do I think just have to try. And Target too, but okay. still, I love the benefit of of getting it right from them and having it roasted when I when they, oh here's Trina's order. Let me just roast it. Love it. Yeah, fresh yeah. is better. That's the thing about coffee. It really does make a difference, and, and it's not terribly expensive. Do you grind your own beans? Yes, I do. See, that's really a big thing because yes. you get if, if it's already been ground and it's in the store. That's going to be some old stale coffee. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So I grind mine fresh every day. I do, and I do a French press. I don't okay. do a. I don't set my coffee pot on the thing. I just it got in my mind about oh, it sits there, it's wet, it's dark, it's growing bacteria. I was like, that's in the trash. And my <laughs> friend Carrie does a French press, and once I had a French press at her house, I was like, there's the answer. <laughs> okay, how do you clean it? Because I tried a French press French one press. time. Yeah. yeah. What do you do in the trash? How do you, I, that was the thing yeah. that was my sticking point. It was a pain to clean it. Grounds do go, and I don't have a garbage disposal. Grounds do go down easy. And also if you think about it, like my daughter says this, it's really, it's a good smelling thing. Like sometimes if the lavatory on the airplane is kind of, mm, she'll take one of the uh, coffee pouches and like put it in the trash can or somewhere in there and it makes it smell better. So it's not bad. It, sometimes I'll, whatever grounds will get out of it into the trash can, I knock it on there. And then the rest I rinse down the sink. I don't have an issue. With okay. It. So it yeah. doesn't clog. See, I like had a fear that it was going to clog up my sink. But you don't put them all down the sink, just what's left after you just, try yeah, to after dump I them. Just shake it out a little bit. But okay. I mean, I have dumped them all down the sink and I live in a, right. a house made built in 1940. So the plumbing ain't new. Yeah. Well, I get it. It's not an it's, issue. Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. I just didn't know. <laughs> that was what worried me. I might have to try it again. Yeah. We'll see. That's good. So why did you start fasting? Because did you have weight to lose or you just were inspired by the health benefits? Such a great question. And I love this. Okay. So the reason is from as far back as I can remember, we talked about dieting. I'm 52. We're about the same age, I think. Yep. I'm 53. Yep. And I don't, maybe it was the culture. I don't know. I don't ever remember not watching what I ate. That I, and my mother was always trying to lose weight. She was a rather large woman. It was the Atkins diet. It was Weight Watchers. And I remember going to Weight Watchers meetings when I was a little girl. And so I remember thinking my thighs were fat. And I mean, I wasn't a skinny girl. And I, you know, you always, your eye always goes to the skinnier girl. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know. I know what you mean. But I think um, probably towards the end of high school, I joined Weight Watchers with her again to encourage her. But then I just once you start going in a direction, there's not, a, even though they spoke of maintenance and that kind of thing, it's hard to 
not get the gratification when your blue card, some of y'all that are listening right now with the Weight Watchers, do you remember the trifle blue card and they would weigh you and they would put minus half a pound or plus two pounds or whatever. And you, you just didn't, you, they, you, they, you always got a clap and a pat on the back when you lost. So right. there was a point where I think the year after I graduated high school, I walked in a Weight Watchers meeting and I stood on a scale and the woman weighing me looked at me and said, I need you to go drink a milkshake because <laughs> it just, you know, flew too far to the other side. Right. Because you're getting that, that praise and good job and the clap. And you're like, well, then I want to lose some more. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, it was so unhealthy. And I just yeah. went through the gamut of like tracking. Oh, the right. whole thing, you know, there's a whole tracking thing. And that was not really good. I mean, you, I remember the white sheets where you checked, you had, eight, five bread exchanges or That's what my mother did. I remember that version of Weight Watchers. My mother did it. Probably when I was in high school, I remember seeing those little pages with the exchanges they called them. I'm like, that looks too hard. Maybe that's why I never did Weight Watchers because I was like, eh. Yeah, too much work. And yeah, the water no, thank you. and all that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, and I would keep them. I mean, I have them in a scrapbook somewhere. I don't know. I think I threw most of it away eventually, but it was for me, it just became unhealthy, just that tracking and having to, you know, sort of that thinking all the time about what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat, how much is too much, that kind of thing. I say all that to say I lost 30 pounds with Weight Watchers. Probably it was too much weight to lose. And then when people say, oh, you've lost weight, then that feels good too. The reason why I did intermittent fasting at this point was for freedom. Okay. (laughs) Just freedom and not having to think about it anymore. Not so you were maintaining your weight through your adulthood, but by being very regimented. Would you say that's true? It was exhausting. Yeah. To have to think about it. And how about you're invited to a wedding and your husband just wants to have a good time at the reception and you can't have a good time because you keep thinking, did I already have two of the little cheesecake squares? Should I skip the punch because there's sugar in it? You know what I mean? Right, I do. Like, did I save up enough earlier in the day so that I could have? For me, it was just such bondage, food bondage, Mm -hmm. really. Right. Couldn't enjoy. There's a lot of pressure on us. I mean, I don't know what it's like in other parts of the country because I haven't lived anywhere, but really the South. I've lived, you know, in Georgia. I've lived in South Carolina. I've lived in North Carolina. I lived in Virginia. But I know that especially down here in South Carolina, there's a lot of pressure on us as girls to look a certain way. And we have to really try hard to do it. Yes. And there's always the underlying fear. For me, it was the fear. Right. You know, because I did have an overweight mom and some of her family mm-hmm. was overweight. And I think we don't really know what we grow up with. Like you right. grow up with your set of beliefs and thoughts and patterns and stuff. And you don't even know that it's not really part of you, that it's something that was sewn into you early on. That's true. Like my mother sewed into me early on that, well, if your thighs have cellulite, you can't show mm-hmm. them to people. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. are th- high, big cellulite thigh people. We are. As soon as I hit puberty, I mean, I like remember being a little girl and she always, you know, it was a dance teacher, but she had on the black tights or, the, you know, she would wear the slimming, mm-hmm. whatever, try to look the, her best that she could. So you couldn't see her cellulite, but she did not wear a bathing suit in front of people. She did not wear shorts in front of people. And when I was little and had no cellulite, no big deal. But then as soon as I had those cellulite thighs, bam, I remembered you don't show those to people. So I covered them up. It's finally just right now that I've stopped covering them up and I don't care. Yep. 
Amen. But they, they never got, even when I was, you know, at my smallest, they never stopped being cellulite after after I went through puberty. No, and, and that's a biological fact. I mean, I've read it because, you know, don't we search for it? How do you get rid of cellulite? Cellulite, you don't. 80-something percent of women have it, even if they're tiny. Yep. It's just what we have. And so we just can't let it stop us from living our lives. Right. Yeah. That's right. But what we did, we had those things, you know, we instinctively from an early age, just know like you knew you had to maintain that weight and have one cheesecake square or maybe zero. I don't know. (laughs) And, And think of the things that you missed out on because your brain was so filled. And, you know, women have like, my husband and I are reading these books for men only and for women only, even after almost 30 years of marriage, just trying to understand each other's brains. But women have like seven windows up at one time. That's true. And they all, all all the browsers are open. Yes. And then the pop-ups that are uncontrollable. So like, if you think about that in the context of you have some kind of food bondage, or if you're otherwise preoccupied with exercise or something like that, it's exhausting. Yeah. Cause it really is all the time. Cause I thought about food and eating and my body from the time I woke up, always was thinking about, should I eat? Is it time to eat? Until... I went to bed. I mean, it never stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And then on top of that, the right exercise program or the walking schedule or, you know. Exactly. Aerobics, step aerobics. I don't know, whatever. All of that. So you you started intermittent fasting because you were tired of living that restrained eating all the time lifestyle. And see, that's what would be really funny to people who don't understand, who haven't done intermittent fasting, because intermittent fasting sounds like it's more restrictive and more restrained, but it's not. No, it isn't. And I and I would encourage anybody who hasn't listened or read to get your book and listen because, I mean, you just genuinely put it on the shelf where we can reach it. And it was such a relief, Jen, to hear somebody say things that, and also because of, you know, having those medical classes and all of that, I could jive exactly with what you were saying. I knew what you were saying was true. I knew you weren't trying to sell me anything. And that's right. huge too. When somebody's not, I mean, it cost me zero dollars. The only money I have put in your pocket is when I joined the uh, Delay Don't Deny community. Community oh, lifetime. Yeah. I, I just Thank you like, for joining. Yeah. I just, I get on there from time to time, but just because I want to support this kind of education, you know? And and I love the community because we have a lot of new people who join every day who are new fasters. And if it wasn't for the people who are experienced fasters, we, we need those people there to help make it a community. Like, yeah, I went through that when I first started. And it's really helpful to have those voices in the community as well, along with the new people who are so excited to join, but also scared. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, we need all the all the types of fasters. So good. I'm glad to hear that. So when you started, you had been maintaining a weight. Did you need to lose anything? I ended up losing because about that same time, because I wanted to see, you know, I took the measurements, I took the pictures, like you said, I did not have a lot of weight to lose. So I wasn't expecting any big changes. And so the biggest change I saw was I lost my tummy. I didn't really have a big tummy anyway. But just those hours of fasting just does something to where I don't feel and look bloated all the time. So I did that. I ended up losing six pounds 
through, you know, you don't need to lose any weight. Well, okay. But I, you know, there was something, there were things that my body needed to get rid of. Mm -hmm. And I had the happy scale, which it was so great. I will tell you since then I have deleted the happy scale. I have stopped getting on the scale because I don't know, maybe it was just, uh, all right, just one, let's one more onion layer of having to track things. You know, what is it still? Okay. This is still, still in my piece. All right, so I don't do that. I mean, I'm going to tell you what I do do. I just said do do. Just kidding. Uh oh. <laughs> That's what my kids. That's so funny. That's like a fourth grade joke right there. Isn't it? I, yes. Yes. Yeah, I know all the fourth grade humor. I bet. <laughs> What's your favorite planet? <laughs> Uranus. It's Uranus. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> fourth grade boys, they just lose it every time. Never get told. <laughs> So you deleted Happy Scale. I did. I, well, I will say this. I didn't delete it, but I quit using it okay. because I like the bar graph. Who doesn't love a good bar graph well, to I show like you what, what you did? But the only, t- I don't track anything. I don't, and I even like, I even thought I tried an Apple watch because I wanted to count my steps and all that. I quit doing that. It was just, I don't know. It just, here's what I do is I have three pairs of honesty pants when you introduce that that idea in your in the book, Fast Feast Repeat, I already had a pair. I was like, okay, this is the pair that has zero lycra, zero stretch. It's just 100% cotton. And then I couldn't wear them that well. I mean, I could. I didn't want to leave the house. And then once I was able to wear those comfortably, I went on eBay and I found another pair. Because, you know, you can look at those tags, find those style numbers. You know, there's some sellers out there that'll put all that information you want to see. I bought a second pair in a size smaller. About a month ago, Jen, I bought a third pair and it's the smallest size they make. So there is nowhere to go from there. So it's like, okay, that's the only thing I do. See how I feel. Try to listen to my body intuitively eating wise during my eating window. And if there's like, oh, let me just check. Let me pull out my honesty pants. But I even like, even when I went to the doctor, like I had three days of, am I going to stand on that scale? And you know, what's so funny is in that three month period where I quit weighing until I went to the doctor and I did not weigh, I finally said, you can hear this number. You feel good. You feel good in your clothes. And do you know, I hadn't, I weighed the exact same thing, just intuitively eating. And I love one of your interviewees recently. I love this. And intuitively exercising, like listening to my body and just, and I just walk. I mean, I don't know jumping around or any, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) You know. Especially with a 50 minute commute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just listen. So, yeah. That's wonderful. But see, that's the thing. A lot of people get af- afraid of not weighing. And they think that I, I don't think anybody should weigh, and that's not true either. But I, I think weighing is a great tool. And a lot of people maintain better weighing every day. They need it. Their research shows that people who weigh every day tend to maintain their weight better. But I don't need to do that. Like you said, it felt like bondage. And it gave me diet thoughts because weight fluctuates. We know that it does. And Every time I got on and it was an upward fluctuation, I thought, oh, no, is this the time I'm gaining weight? Oh, no, is now it's ruined. And then I would like want to diet and and it would give me those thoughts. So when I stopped weighing, that just was freedom. And it's been since, what is it now, 2017 is the last time I weighed, I guess. Wow. 
It's been a long time. (laughs) (laughs) Hadn't heard a number. Yeah. So my honesty pants told me over the summer that I had a little bit too much fun. And (laughs) they will tell you. But I still went, I went to a football game. We're recording this in early September, went to a football game this weekend with college friends. And I have one pair of pants. They're like my Wake Forest pants. They're like black and gold. They're a lot of fun. I bought them in, I guess I bought them in 2015. In the fall of 2015, and I'm still wearing those pants. You know. <laughs> I saw your Instagram picture. It looked like you were having an amazing oh, well, time. We were having a lot of fun. We were in Nashville, Wake Forest, Vanderbilt. We beat we beat Vanderbilt. It was great. Wake Forest hadn't always had a good team. Oh well, that's great. So it's a Makes lot of fun. But better. the and you know, out of all these girls, they're all doing some form of intermittent fasting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which which is of course we had less of it over the weekend. But have you been to Nashville lately? We're a little too old for Nashville. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been to. You know what? I take that back. Wasn't there a state fair in Nashville? No, not, that, that was, was Knoxville. Knoxville. I okay. went to that state fair. Yeah. It was 1982. Yes. I can still remember the song, the 1982 World's Fair. You've got to be there. I won't sing it for you. That's it. That's it. Yeah. We I had that same that conversation this weekend because my friend Sheila had been to that same state fair. We all went to that state fair. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Yeah. Do they still have state fairs? The, the World's Fair. The World's um, Fair. That's what I meant. The World's Fair. The World's Fair. I haven't heard. I don't. I, I, I don't know if they still have them. I mean, in the day of this, of um, of media, the way it is, I feel like we would hear about it. I guess, but that was pretty. It was pretty exciting. Everybody went to that World's Fair in 1982. <laughs> but yeah, Nashville is. It's a beautiful town, but there's this part of it, and it is just wild. It is packed full of people. I don't like crowds. I've learned that about myself. <laughs> I do not like crowds or crowded things or waiting in line for something. I'm like, I don't need that, whatever it is. No. <laughs> if you got to wait in line for it, I like to be at the beach when everybody goes home. That's right. Yeah. So you've got your, your smallest pair of honesty pants and you don't need the scale. You've just got those pants. I do. And I, and I will say this, like I, they are not, I wouldn't, I can get them on, zip them yeah. and button them. And they're not ones I would wear out right now. And honestly, Jen, it's like I've had to have this conversation with myself. It is not necessary that you can get to this size. Your goal you is not wear- to wear those pants out no. of the house. Your goal is just to make sure you maintain where you are. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And let my body do what it's supposed to do with autophagy and, and I mean, just cleaning up all the, the junk, you know, yeah. and just staying healthy. And then again, just free in my mind to not have to worry about tracking a single thing. That's really the best. So has your eating changed at all? I know it's not restrained and you're not stressing over it, but the foods that you're choosing, have they changed at all since fasting? Well, I think, okay, since fasting, of course, the coffee, we've already covered that. I have made myself eat Brussels sprouts and I I kept looking for a recipe because it's, it's so good. Leafy greens, dark leafy greens, you know, that's good for you. So yeah, like I've eat, I probably once a week, once every other week, I make two big pans of roasted vegetables and I put them in little containers and stack them in the fridge. And I honestly left them. When you bake them, you toss them in olive oil and season them like you like it. And it, it almost tastes sweet. Right. You know, it brings, it totally brings out a sweetness. Oh, I have to say, cause people need to know this. I finally had roasted cauliflower. Oh, it just came out recently that I couldn't eat cauliflower because I always was pretending to be things like potatoes, whatever. Yes, yes, yes. And people, after that episode came out, 
I got emails. Thank you to everyone who emailed me. <laughs> like, try on like this, try on like that. And I was at um, a place here in Surfside Beach called The Gracious Pig, um, one of my favorite places to eat here. The company that owns it, they own three little restaurants together, and they're so good. Like, they they have good food for restaurants. You know what I mean? A lot of restaurants are not. I'm making a note. The Gracious, yep, Gracious Pig. Pig. Three restaurants right there in Surfside. The Gracious Pig, the Chimichanga Llama, and Pizza Hyena. So they're all owned by the same people, as you can probably guess. But the food is just really, really good. There's something you can find that's fresh on the menu. You can get enough veggies, but still you're eating out. But Cal and his wife, Kate, were visiting from San Francisco. And Kate is a vegetarian. So we went to the Gracious Pig. And you might think, why did a vegetarian go to, (laughs) you know, a place like that? But she found a salad that she wanted to have. She looked at the menu before we went. But they had a roasted cauliflower appetizer and she wanted to have it and I tasted it and it was good. I liked it. Okay. I'm writing that down because we'll be at the beach this weekend. Oh, you're coming to the up here? Yeah. My husband has a solicitor's conference here and it's once a year. And so I'm like, cause it's, you know, it's hard to find. I've, have you ever Googled a restaurants with clean eating? And it's, it's not easy. It's so tricky. They just don't, they pretend that it is, but it's not. Oh yeah. Especially around here. Everything is fried. Yep. Yep, and yep, so, yep. yeah, finding something that's that's not just all fried is is not easy. You're right, but yeah. Well, and circling back around to what you said about has your eating changed? I think your my, my taste buds have changed. Where I don't, I really do crave the good whole food if it's seasoned properly. Like I'm just learning, you know, trying to season better at home because you can do a lot with seasoning. You really can. And, you know, after being out and eating a lot of heavy foods, when I was in Nashville for three nights, the last day we were there, we went out to brunch before it was time. We were flying out that afternoon. I went with a couple friends and um, I was like, I want this frittata that's full of nothing but fresh vegetables. And I want this salad. It's a chopped salad. So I ordered two things from the menu because I was like, I got to have these greens. I need this salad, but I really need this frittata with all these vegetables in it. Yeah, yeah. And my body just was like so excited to have Thank that. Thank you, yeah. Because we'd been having Nashville hot chicken and stuff like that. And I needed needed those fresh vegetables, yeah. And, and listening and being intuitive and just learning and yes. Absolutely. So I, I love that. So it's kind of just opened up your palate to some new foods. Yes. And you've yes. learned to listen to your body. Yes. Instead of listening to my mind that says, if you put on a pound or if you eat that, whatever, that piece of cheesecake, or if you enjoy going out to eat with your high school friends, you're just on a trajectory to put on 50 pounds. Like I know I would say, yeah, I know that's not true, but that's how you sort of think. So that really is true. And that is how it feels when you're caught up in that weight, that weighing and letting the fluctuations mess with your mind. Yeah. Yes. And so the safety net now is I know that there will be a clean fast (laughs) where a multitude of sins can be covered. (laughs) That's true. You know, I mean, you can't just in your eating window eat junky every single no. day. And your you body don't won't it. let you. Yeah, no. Your body won't let you. So we were at the airport, my friend and I, my friend Sheila and I are waiting. We had flights that were leaving close together. So we're sitting there yeah. at this little airport bar waiting. And we had eaten the brunch and I was getting ready to get on the plane in a little while. And it was, you know, four o'clock Nashville time. So five o'clock, you know, Eastern time. And I was like, I need a little, just something else to eat. And I had avocado toast. Yeah. And it was just, I needed some more veggies still. And then I didn't eat again when I got home. It was like, you know, eight o'clock. 
And Chad said, have you eaten? And I'm like, I've had all I'm going to have. So then I ended up having like a 25-hour fast. Yeah, yeah. Because the next day I've just waited till I opened my window around five something. And and it wasn't hard. It was no big deal. Yeah. Well, one of the things, I mean, there are so many things you have said that I've gleaned and I love it too. And that is hunger is not an emergency. Yeah. And so that's a little bit different from what you're talking about, but it just made me think of that. But it's true though. I mean, I had a little bit right before I went to sleep at maybe nine o'clock. My stomach did a little rumble. I'm like, yeah, you know, I really didn't eat all that much today, but I sure did eat a lot over the weekend. I don't need to eat right now. I just do not need to eat it because I'm going to go to bed and I'll wake up tomorrow and I'll feel great. And and I just pushed right through that little rumble. Yes. And I slept great because I won't tell you how sleep deprived I had been. <laughs> well, and how many people do we know? Because I'm around these people often that when they lit every time there's a tummy rumble or just a craving or somebody yeah. walks by with a plate of French fries, it's interpreted as I must have it. Yeah, that's it. And that that was why intuitive eating outside of intermittent fasting didn't work for me because whenever I asked myself, am I hungry? The answer was always yes. Always yes. Because yeah. I could eat. Yeah, I could eat. <laughs> yes. And we yeah. just don't need to eat that frequently. So tell me about your husband's blood sugar. How's Jason done with the fasting? So he has done better. Now, his windows are different from mine. Okay. These are longer. Mine are typically, I have um, about from two to eight is usually mm-hmm. my eating window. But if I'm not working, I usually go three, four, five before I open my eating window because I get busy and that's good. And so that works. And I Every occasionally I'll go till eight thirty or nine if I've opened a late window or for somewhere, and so that's good. But Jason is still very much twelve, 12 noon to, to eight p.m. Okay, so I started. Later. That's still what he's doing. Yes, it is. I mean, you know, I think it's back and forth. You make corrections. I mean, I think maybe his that could be a little bit cleaner, but it's so much better than it was. Right. And so, yeah. So his his blood sugar back to normal. Well, he went off the metformin. Good. So that's good. And I think his last doctor's appointment, they didn't call him and say he needed to go back on it. And so and he monitors it still. He doesn't have a continuing glucose monitor. He just sticks his finger a day or, you know, a couple of times Here a day sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like it had been. It's not dangerously high. That's right. That's, that's right. Yes. That's really good news. Right. And did he lose any weight or he didn't need to? You know, he goes back and forth. He he did. He lost some. But, you know, they can, men can lose it and gain it just like that. He's never been overweight ever. I do hear him every once in a while. I've got to get back to eating better. And I just, I just listen. You know, every once in a while I'd say, you know, you could you probably need to quit drinking that diet soda, Jason, you know, or something like that. But uh, he already knows. I don't need right. to tell him. That's very true. Yeah. I know exactly what yeah. you mean. <laughs> so other than the you know, the freedom from having to worry about tracking everything or, you know, obsessing over what you can and can't eat or when you should eat it. Are there other non-scale victories that you've had? Yes, actually. And I I didn't want to miss them because I did want people to listen. So I have always had thin brittle nails. They are not. They grow like crazy. And I've just cut them. and, And that's been amazing. I wouldn't, you couldn't have made me believe it. Okay. I know. Well, that sounds nutty, right? How's yes. that? How? Because we are trained to think that if you have brittle nails, it's because 
you aren't eating enough or something. So how can eating less make your nails be better? Right. Or you're not putting the Sally Hansen strong as nail things on. Maybe, maybe you can do that. No, no, no. If you intermittent fast, chances are, no guarantees, your nails will be stronger. Well, because I think about it because your body has time to break things down and repair things. Yeah. And not deposit those broken cells into your nail bed. To ch- I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know the process. Well, it's I just you have higher true. quality building materials because you have time to work with them. That's really what I think it, that it is. That makes sense. This podcast is supported by FedEx. FedEx offers fast delivery, more visibility, simple returns, and weekend home delivery to 98% of the U.S. population on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. With FedEx, you get picture-proof of delivery, ensuring you always know where your package is. Returns are simple with packageless and paperless returns. Plus, FedEx Ground is also faster to more locations than UPS Ground. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Yeah. Steph, yeah. Today I had an eye appointment. My eyes have been dilated, so you're a little fuzzy. But honest <laughs> to goodness, Jen, I promise you, because I want—I was so curious to find out. My faraway vision is actually improved. Wow! And since the seventh grade, that's never been a report. That's amazing. <laughs> it really is. It's not a lot. I'm not saying you know it's, but it, that's never happened before. And we do hear that. I mean, people say their eyes improved. Yeah. We hear that enough that we know that it happens. I don't have ringing in my ears anymore. Now that's huge. And I've heard that from one of your convers, one of the people that you spoke with on a recent podcast. And I was like, you know, because you're like, me too. I haven't, you know, I thought it was just me. Right. But yeah, I used to have it regularly. I don't, maybe every once in a blue moon. I don't know. I don't know. I know that y'all talked during that interview. Maybe it was a diet thing. I don't know if it's an intermittent fasting thing or I don't know. But it's still huge. Y'all were saying it was might might have been related to red wine, but that lets me out because because Chad, that's what caused it for him. He he has found his triggers for ear ringing are it's very similar to my restless leg triggers, which is interesting. But too much sugar, chocolate, red wine, those things make his ears ring. Okay, well, chocolate would just have to stay, and so would earrings. I know you'd just be ringing. I like it. That's right. <laughs> the energy, of course. Yeah, and it's like every around twelve or one when my um, coworkers start eating, and it's that hyper palatable smell. There is that moment, and I do have to have a mini conversation with myself that if you hang on for fifteen minutes, the payoff is so good—the mental clarity and the energy—and you can. And, <laughs> 
hunger or craving is not an emergency. And it's just one wave, just a mild wave, a wave and it will pass. Yes. That's the part that's hardest to believe. Like I've heard a lot of people, Trina, who will say, I can't make it past 16 hours because I get hungry. And I'm like, well, yeah, but that it's not going to build and build and get worse and worse and worse. And if you just let it go, go today, go to 15, 16 and a half. Yes, yes. Or and, and who and can't wait 30 minutes? Like, right. Because that, that's what I say. If I'm in within an hour of where my eating window typically is, I'm like, oh, psh, you're 59 minutes away. You're practically there. You can do this. And then a lot of times I'll, just, I'll go another two hours because I've gotten over that hump. And that's how you get fat adapted is by pushing through the hump. If you never, ever, ever push past the uncomfortable wave of hunger, yes. you're not going to get to that being fat adapted other side. So the the refrigerator in the kitchen and the deep freezer in the basement are yeah the that Jason perfect. Fung analogy I love it yeah perfect it's, it makes the light bulb go off well it's true because at sixteen hours you're like I could eat there's your you're at your fridge yeah of course you but could. if you just wait a little bit longer your body has to go to the freezer yes you're almost there yeah but that you know I've talked about this before you probably heard me say it when I was wearing the CGM I actually took note of what my blood sugar was doing when I had that wave of hunger around 16 or whatever it was. And that was when my blood sugar was going down. Yeah. And I just ride that little hunger wave and my blood sugar doesn't keep going down, 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 down. It stays at that around the 70, whatever. And it just stays steady there. But that's my body saying, all right, here we are. We could have something if you want to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I say, not right now. Yeah. Because your organs are working properly and your body's doing what it's supposed to do by not letting your blood sugar drop below 70. Exactly. It doesn't just keep going. No. I don't crash, I, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And at, you would feel it. If you start feeling shaky, that's a sign your blood sugar's gone too far down. Yeah. But if, we, if you're feeling good, that's a great sign. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, wait, I stopped wait. you after your energy. Yeah. You're talking about the energy. No, I think those are my biggest non-scale victories. Those are a lot. Those. They are. Yeah. I love them. I mean, they they really are. And having more energy is just one of those things that people can't understand until they've tried it. Well, and that's, isn't it true? It really is. And I, you know, when we've talked before, like, do you tell other people? I mean, sometimes yes, because you just think it's the greatest gift. And I've heard your other guests say before, you know, just read this book or and really, that's all because it's a mind. It's a, it's a decision. I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. I've had a couple of friends like get on board. And and it's so hard for me because they say, yeah, I've been reading about it. And I just want to grab them by the arms and say, do not spend a dime. If you will follow Jen Stevens, G-I-N, G-I-N, G-I-N Stevens, you know, <laughs> If you just pick up her podcast or her book, I've, you know, loan my book, check it out from the library. It is so simple. It's so mm-hmm. simple. Don't you don't need to hard. pay someone to coach you. You don't need no. to have a plan. You don't need to join the community. Although, I mean, it's very helpful to have a community around you, yeah. but you don't have to spend a, p- a penny on anything. Intermittent fasting is free. You do not need someone to give you your personalized fasting plan. There's all these crazy apps. As They're if like, join they and get your, your body. Per- is. They don't know what no, your body's no. doing. No, no, there is no personalized fasting plan. The per- <laughs> you figure that out yourself. Yes. I think yeah. we're afraid to listen to ourselves, though, Jen. Well, we are. We want someone to tell us exactly what to do. And there have been people that have gotten mad at me over the years because I won't tell them. 
Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Like like today, someone was asking about maintenance. They're like, tell me what I do now for maintenance. And I'm like, I can't, I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. I can't. <laughs> but you've got to work with your body and figure out, like, our bodies are not going to let us lose too skinny. They're just not. They're not going to let you, unless you are just absolutely disconnected from your your signals. Our bodies will slow our metabolic rates if we get, you know, start getting too low. Our bodies will send us more hunger signals. Mm-hmm. We don't just waste away. So when I got to maintenance, I found I had a naturally slightly bigger appetite. Mm-hmm. And I just ate a little more. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to be okay. You have to just work with it and figure it out. And like I said, I've had seasons where my honesty pants get tight usually like summer and then the holidays. And then, yeah. you know, you have, oh, oh ooh, those holidays were fun. Oh, that summer was fun. And it's normal. <laughs> and don't be afraid that your body's going to betray you and say, you know what, since you've just been through Thanksgiving, you're going to crave turkey and stuffing and pumpkin pie every day from now on. No, you won't. You won't. That far, You'll turn around from that and you'll be like, I can't eat any more stuffing. Right. Yeah. Right. That's exactly what happens. So you do share intermittent fasting with other people when they ask you about it. Yes, when they ask. I do. I do. Anyway. Well, I feel like we owe it to them. You know, if we don't share it, I mean, if they don't like the idea of it, they don't have to do it. Yeah, well, but you share it. Yes. And I, you know, you hear all the things. I could never do that or I have to eat breakfast. I mean, all the things. When you say this, I know that you get tired of saying the same thing. And then I just say, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> but you'd be real surprised. I bet you could. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> or like, I used to think that too. And I was really yeah. surprised myself when I didn't do that anymore. But when they're ready to hear more, they'll they'll come back for it. I mean, you know, just coming from the whole history of you, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And then the six small meals of the day, you know, or six small meals throughout the day is the better way to go. And just thinking about all this and coming from that background. And by the way, Nobody ever explained it biologically, chemically, scientifically before why that was true. It's just that everybody said it, so it must be true. And what I love about the way you teach it in your book is you also provide references mm-hmm. that you're not just pulling this out the thin air and saying what your opinion is. Right. And, and, and that's, that's something you can hold on to. That's, you know something you can believe when you're like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check out this reference. Right. So. And you can look at all of them and see, and look, I'm not going to say I, you know, analyze them all perfectly because I actually have found looking at journal articles. I remember there's one, I can't remember what it was mm-hmm. about, but I was reading something in an article. And I'm like, that sounds weird. It was in a medical journal article. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let me go. Cause they had cited a source, you know, how they do. And I was like, let me go to the, their, that source. And they had actually got it backwards. Oh, shoot. This is in a medical journal. What they said was the opposite of what they were citing. So, I mean, people make mistakes. I could have made a mistake in there somewhere here and there, but I tr- didn't try to. I tried yeah. really hard not to, but it it does happen. Wow. I'm, so I'm not promising you I interpret everything perfectly, <laughs> but I did my very best to not, you know, overpromise Because I don't want people to, you know, you've probably heard me say this before. When I was putting the book out there and it was just about to be published and we were getting to that point where it was time to start publicizing the book, my publisher, my my well, my literary agent actually said, so what are we going to say? How many pounds should people expect to lose during the 28-day fast start? How are we going to sell this? And I said, well, zero and they might gain. 
See, and, and they're like, "Well, we so we can't good. say that." I'm yes. like, "Well, but it's true. I'm not, you know." <laughs> it that was so good for me to hear. I mean, just the whole way you explained it about listen, you are just trying to nail the clean fast. You are teaching your body a new thing. You know, give it grace, give it time, trust the process. This will work. What have you got to lose? Yep. You're not going to lose 50 pounds by New Year's Day if you start today, everybody. No. You're not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because when this comes out, it'll be December. That's right. Oh, yeah. You'll yeah. probably have a lot of people listening to this episode because that's when people start to go, uh-oh, it's the holidays. <laughs> if you're listening, In the right, summer. right. Yeah. I just want to say you can go ahead, start with a 12-12 if you want to. You can start like, right now over the holidays. People, yes. I know somebody's listening right now because I'm like, I swam in the ocean today because we're recording this it's September 13th and it's still warm here at the yeah. beach and I swam in the ocean. But when this comes out, I will not be swimming in the ocean. But there will be people who are listening on this day that it comes out, December 8th, and saying they want to start after the holidays. Yeah. Don't I wait. would encourage them not to wait as well because if you start today, you can still enjoy the holidays without yes. gaining more weight over the holidays. Yes. Don't wait till December 26th. You don't have or to New miss out day. on a single Christmas treat by training your body how to clean fast. You exactly. don't have to miss out on any of that. I mean, do you want to clean up after January 1? Sure, but at least yep. you'll have the clean fast in place. Exactly. So start today, everybody. Do not <laughs> wait until January 1st. <laughs> this oh, is Lord. the sign you've been looking for. That's right. That's exactly right. Well, is there anything that you struggle with? Okay, so sometimes the hyperpalatable smells of other mm-hmm. foods is something that I struggle with occasionally, but like I like said, it'll I make you hungry. Conversation. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. And also, okay, so this is the only other struggle, the real struggle I have is if I'm hungry earlier in the day and I ignore it and it, an hour goes by and then the hunger pings come back and it's not really when I wanted to open my window that day, I have to trust it. And, and then eat. think, right, think back to the day before. Well, you know what? You really didn't have a lot to eat yesterday. Yes, yes. you had lots of vegetables, but that's not really calorie dense. And maybe you really mm-hmm. do need something. So I would say that is a struggle, trusting it. And even still, I'll put it 15 more, push it 15 more minutes. But then I, and then I just have to trust it. Then I just and have, you have to, to eat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. exactly, that's a very good point. Because again, today in the community, someone asked, they said, you know, I've been fasting for this long period of time, and it's been like a while, long enough that you're they're not, you know, struggling with fat adaptation. And they're like, for the past three days, I've been hungry at hour 15. What should I do? And mm-hmm. I said, eat, mm-hmm. because your body is telling you you need to eat a little more right now. And there are cycles and fluctuation in your hormones. Right. I know that recently you said something about starting hormone replacement therapy, which I have, yes. and I know we're not going to discuss the hows and whys and whens and, you know, well, there were a lot of whys. It's, their it's, doctor. It's, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, girl. yes, girl. I'm so happy. That's all I'm going to say. And so is Chad. That's also all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. In yep. 52, you can. In 53. Yes, you can. Yep. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, and not just for that, but just like, cardiovascular health and vessel health. And, you know, I have blood work done and all my numbers look great except for LDL. LDL is high. But what I discussed with my doctor was, and and just from listening again to you and some of the um, people that you have interviewed and some of the other health professionals, also get them to check your inflammatory markers. Are your vessels 
inflamed or just because there is plaque or cholesterol at the scene of the crime doesn't mean it committed the crime. And by the way, I'm not a doctor. Please go talk to your doctor. But it makes so much sense when you when you explain it and you can explain it so much better than I can. I have familial hypercholesterolemia. I remember my grandmother struggling with high cholesterol and my mother struggling with high cholesterol. But you need to look at the numbers in the context of which tells the whole picture. Right. And like the ratios and things like that. Yeah. To see if you've got anything. Yep. That's exactly right. So for anybody who's hearing me talk about hormone replacement therapy and is a little nervous about it, because we were super duper scared all about it by that little study, the big, it was a big study that came out and the Huberman Lab podcast had an episode with Dr. Peter Atia, and they talked about that, that study and the flaws in it and what it showed and why they actually, Peter Atia said he felt like encouraging women to not do hormone replacement therapy was the biggest travesty in the medical profession over the past few decades. Yeah, yeah. See what your risks are. You have to always weigh benefits versus risks. But for me, I feel confident that the benefits outweigh the risks. As I do. And, and my, my OBGYN was so great. He's been in the medical field for a long time as a EMT and then a nurse and then a doctor, then an OBGYN. And the way he put it to me, because I went through menopause 12 years ago, I was 40 okay. when I okay. did it. And he's like, Trina, here's the thing. That study, when it came out, also you had women who had not had any hormones for a number of years. Right. And it had solidified. And then you introduced hormones after they quit and it started breaking up. And that's why they were having cardiovascular events. Mm-hmm. So that's just an itty bitty It was tiny. not a good study. No. No. <laughs> yeah. They, they really break it down in that Huberman Lab yeah. um, podcast episode. But we are almost out of time. Okay. What would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting or what do you wish you knew when you first started? Okay. The first thing I would say is what you have been looking for, you are listening to it right now. The thing that you is going to give you freedom in your body and in eating and in food and in nutrition, you have found it. It's going to cost you zero dollars. So that's the first thing I would say. And I would also say a good teacher makes all the difference. So if Jen is just one of the people you're listening to, but you're also looking at other people, find a good teacher. Jen, I think you're an incredible teacher. It's, you know, we're circling back to organic chemistry, which had like the, I had to have, like I took organic chemistry years ago when I was first in school. But when I went through it again, the teacher makes the difference. Mm-hmm. And so I think you write well. And you speak well and you teach well, and I appreciate you. Well, I'm a teacher. I'm not trying to be anything else. That's what I am. (laughs) And I'll also say this to you if you're just starting. Do not relegate yourself to the food you think you have to eat. Oh, yeah. One of the things that I've learned here is that uh, one of the qualifications is it must be delicious. And that has been on the top of my priority list since then. Two more things. Nail the clean fast. That's all you have to worry about. (laughs) in the what not to do column, what not to do when you're fasting is consume any calories or flavors. And then the last one is if tracking things for you sends you into an unhealthy thinking process, quit tracking, quit tracking. Just do the hours. The only thing you need to track is the fasting hours. Or your eating window. Yeah, or your eating window. I was a, a somebody I needed to track eating window five hours or less because the fast worked out. I never tracked my fast. It was always eating window five hours or less. 
That was it. If I moved it around, it was no big deal. Just five hours or less. I just slid it where it needed to be. Really, you know, a lot of people track the fast, but for me, it was eating window. That made made all the difference. So keep it simple. I'm gonna, I learned something new just now. I am going to think Good. about that. Yeah, I just track the, track the eating window. And, you know, if I started to end up with the five, six, seven, eight, nine hour eating window, you know, even if I'd fasted for 20 hours, if I had a nine hour eating window, that's too much. That's a great that's a great way to think the about The boundary that. of the five-hour eating window is really what works like best that. for me. The eating window boundary. Yeah. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, Trina, I have so enjoyed talking to you today. You Thank you so much for sharing your story. I love it. Thank you so much for having me, Jen. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.